Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we say hi on this Thursday, February 16th. Not quite yet, Michael Lombardi, but the great Bob Seeger yeah. once said, turn the page, which is a little yeah. depressing. But as we say hi, we're not done yet with the NFL. Michael Lombardi there uh, on Patrick Maher. The great Maher. Bob Seeger. The great Bob the, Seeger. Love the, Bob the legend. Seeger. Working on mysteries without any clues. That's perfect. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> 12 hours out of Mackinac City. Stopped at a bar to have a brew, uh, as we say good morning. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Some great, great lines. I mean, you know, he just kind of enlightened. I mean, it's what when, when you have a, a writer like that that can be so descriptive, I mean, I truly want to go to Mackinac City, and I don't want to ride a motorcycle for nine hours, but I, Rick Goslin, the writer for the Dallas Morning News, and I, we tracked it to a certain place in North Dakota. So there's a bar yeah. there that, that's, a you know, so it's awesome. As you can only imagine, Bob Seger growing up in Michigan was the god. So uh, certainly uh, we know all of the songs and all the music. But, again, he wrote Turn the Page. And as we kind of put a bow on the football season, we've got plenty to do today. Of course, it's a Thursday show on the Lombardi Line We've got Will Hill coming up. We've got Mike Samich and Palms pressing three. I guarantee you he's got something special planned for you today. You know, right before the show started, I was looking at some of the clips from the Super Bowl. Those plays that were called late, those motion, the jet sweeps that were confusing to the Eagles defense. I now I'm starting to see that also Mahomes and the Chiefs offense were confused with those plays as well. Michael, I don't know if you saw the clips, but they hadn't really run those plays. So the motion and right. who was supposed to cross, like there was a lot going on with those plays. I'm there sure was a lot of confusion. Before, I, watched this, I watched the tape yesterday or when I got home, you know, I watched the tape of the game and you could see that there was, you know, he starts motioning Watson across and then he, like Watson's not sure and then Sly comes in and, you know, they had some real wrinkles in it. But I think when I watched the tape of the game, I said this all week long, I thought third and one, the Chiefs were the worst team in third and one. And yet, when you watch that game, they dominated third and one. They get the long run to McKinnon. They're in an offset formation. They run the fullback, typically that fullback belly that's over there that the most West Coast teams run. But they put McKinnon at that spot. 
and Edwards, the linebacker, was just atrocious on the play. He didn't fill the gap, and they run for 12 yards. And then on the, the Green Bay power sweep that we get, Right. We get the, you know, yep. where, where pa, uh, Pacheco goes and runs for out of split back. I mean, who has we haven't seen split back in forever. Loved it. And then they do that. But look, the Eagles have no one to blame but themselves. I mean, that that game was there for the taking. They just didn't take it. I'm curious, just a few other observations from looking at the tape, uh, w- what you saw. Pacheco was awesome. The run game, we almost, he's a he's allergic, he being Andy Reid to the run game. The run game ended up being very important for the Chiefs. Uh, the irony, and we'll get to the coordinators, Gannon and Steichen getting jobs. Spagnolo's never going to get another job. He had his opportunity. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's got three championships. He runs the defense for the Chiefs. We'll get to enemy in just a little bit, but I thought... Pacheco ended up being one of the big surprises, not just for the season, but in the Super Bowl. No doubt. I mean, look, he gave him some juice. He ran hard, ran physical. He was a tough guy, didn't go down easy, you know, bounced back up, and they kept him on the field. They weren't worried about him. I was worried about him a little bit in protection, but they they weren't. They were able to keep him out there. So I think that really helped him, you know, and it gives him another – it gives him a dynamic that they didn't really have. And, Look, I think when you watch the tape, the field was bad. There's no denying it. And the players were slipping. The offensive players were slipping. The defensive player, everybody was slipping. And because they never disrupted Mahomes, Mahomes really played like almost a high school game. I wrote about it today in, uh, for a column on VEASAN about, you know, looking into next year uh, that, you know, this was really a game that wasn't hard for Mahomes to play. And he played it well. I mean, like we expected him to. Well, you asked the question, the morning after, and I hadn't thought about it. And then on my drive home, I thought about it some more because you said, well, let me know the hard throw he had to make during that game. We saw Hertz made tough throws and difficult throws, but what did Mahomes do that wowed you as far? He made all the right decisions, and Mahomes is brilliant. He's he's a maestro. But the, the, the throws weren't hard, to your point. No. No, they weren't. They were easy. That you know, he scanned the field. He made great decisions. But when they needed to make a play, you know, like the the second and eight call, what bothered me the most is Smith Schuster over in the flat by the Eagle bench. He gets that first down over there. Then they blitz and they throw hot to Kelsey. They're late to get over, you know. And then Kelsey gets almost gets the first down. It's third and one. They run split back. They get the big game. And then then he drops back to pass and he scrambles for twenty yards. So like. They just I, – I came – after watching the tape, I, I came to the conclusion if Andy Reid would manage the fi- the middle eight like he manages the end of games, he would be sensational. Like he managed that game at the end perfectly. But if for some reason when he's in the, the, when he's in the second quarter, he doesn't think of it that way. He thinks of it at the end of the game. And he calls great plays. He used his time. The players were well coached. It was perfect. But at the end of halves, he doesn't do that. If he did that, he could be even better. Fascinating because now with the second, he jumps up into another echelon. He's probably, I heard your boy Russo talking about this, he's probably 10 to 12. You could go 9 to 12 as far as all-time list but what Mahomes oh, what was that starts, list? Did, did, did they have a list? Did they have the 10, top 10? Well, you know the list. Uh, you, you, my, my, Michael, you know the list. The lists are out of control. But what, what we do know now is if you go Brady, if you go Montana, if you go Unitas, I think Mahomes is starting to slot into that four or five, right? Because those yeah. are the three. You want to throw Otto Graham in the mix, I totally get it. But Unitas, Brady, Montana. I mean, so, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I did I, – look, uh, full disclosure, my book was written – it was completed last May, so this season doesn't really get involved in it. I'm not going to alter my book to move Mahomes sure. into the top 100 players when – you know, it wasn't at the case, just like J.J. Watt retired. I didn't have him in there because you can't – it's it's an ongoing process of the top 100 players. Of Some To get one in, you got to take one out. So I, I say that full disclosure, certainly Mahomes is going to be the top one of the top players of all time. I'm not disputing that. In the right offense. I mean, it's fascinating for a guy that lost 66-10 to 10 to Iowa State that we're having this conversation. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it really no. You're you're 100 right. It really is. But plenty, it's a plenty of I guess runway for both Mahomes. The, the funny question that kept on being posed to Andy Reid is, "Are you going to walk away? Who's walking away from that quarterback? There's nobody walking I mean, away what, from that quarterback at 64 years uh, old." And I think what people forget is that, like every well, it's a young man's game. Well, there's vitality in in working every day for older sure. people. You know, you come to work, you feel alive. You've got juice you want to make a contribution you're making a difference in a lot of young men's lives and so that's something you know and I think with Walsh when he quit I think if he like I said on Monday if he would have taken a couple mm-hmm. weeks off he would have felt a lot better about himself but he didn't you know and the schedule was so hectic that it became challenging but for Andy Reid he's got Brett Veach you never heard a word from Brett Veach down at the senior bowl down at the nope. Super Bowl he just kept quiet just worked and, you know, he's got Veach to run his personnel. He's got a good coaching staff. If he loses Biennemi, I think he's counting on losing Biennemi, not because he wants to get rid of him, because he wants Biennemi to get another job. He'll replace him, and he'll keep doing what he's doing. I mean, it, it isn't that he cuts a corner. It's just that he knows what he's doing. And when you know what you're doing, you get there. You know, when you know where you're going, you kind of have a way of getting there. Well, speaking of losing coaches, let's get to the coaching hires and news here on the Lombardi line as we kick off a week this February 16th on a Thursday. Note on the Eagles. So they lost Steichen, the OC. They lost Gannon, the DC. This is the first time, Michael, uh, that a Super Bowl team has lost both of its coordinators to NFL head coaching jobs in subsequent offseason in nearly three decades. The last time, 94. 94. 49ers saw Shanahan get hired by the Broncos. As you know, Ray Rhodes became the Eagles head coach after their Super Bowl. What's fascinating is, let's start with Gannon. He was disastrous in that second half. You called him out. He made no adjustments. In fact, the defense was terrible for the Eagles the whole entire game. But he picks up this Cardinal job. Uh, It also was reported yesterday, Brian Flores, and good PR by his people, said that he turned down the Cardinals job. You've heard all of this. You want to comment on it? Well, I mean, I think that Cardinal job is a little bit, it's a challenge. I think Brian did the right thing. Look, Brian knows he's got one more chance to be a head coach. One more. And he's in no rush. He needs to have – when you've been stung like Brian has, where he's really fought hard, won, I'm sure he made mistakes there. We all do. But when you do what he did and then to lose your job, you got to have that relationship with the owner that you really feel you trust. And he can gain that. If he goes to Minnesota and he has a great season, then he can really go places. And I think it's important. And I'm glad that he admitted that he was offered the job because I think, it, you know, it helps the, the, the everybody's going to say, well, why would they not hire Flores? Well, they tried to. He didn't want the job. He didn't want the job. And Brian will get one. I think it's a smart play. I think sometimes saying no is your best negotiating tool. That's really interesting, and it's really well put. You're going to get another shot for the most part. You're going to get two shots if you're a head coach that has a good reputation like Flores or uh, certainly 
a reputation within the league. And to just jump at the first opening, like the Cardinals, where you're going to be strapped to Kyler Murray, if that's not your Ballywick, uh, you're not going to take it. And so you go run the defense there with Minnesota and wait for your opportunity. Gannon takes the job with the Cardinals. 40-year-old defensive coordinator had a terrible Super Bowl. Uh, I thought it was a little dubious coming off that game, no? I mean, look, I, I mean, I, I wrote this today, Amaromo played them better in three in four games than than Gannon did in one and, and I and I would say to you the Eagles have more talent than Amaromo did but he mixed it up he come like you know he made it a harder game for Mahomes I asked somebody I've asked everybody I've talked to in the league since the Super Bowl tell me when tell me what he did to make it hard on Mahomes and everybody said he did nothing you know I watched the tape you know, he tried to play man. He can't play man. His zones, because the rush wasn't getting there, weren't as effective because they couldn't really close it down. They were, they were, and they're huge, huge, huge voids in some of the zones. Sometimes they're playing man. They're not zone. Guys are wide open on like on that Schuster play. And to be fair, I mean, you write about it incessantly, and I think you're the one that brings it up all the time for good reason. You know, it's not just about calling a defense. Are you a leader? And let's see if Gannon is one. How about the Colts? They hired Steichen. We've got sound from Ursay and the crew there in Indianapolis next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, remember when you sign up and become a VSIN Pro, VSIN.com slash subscribe, you get the Pro Tools, and certainly the most popular Pro Tool are the betting splits, the latest betting splits on every game. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets written, odds, data, and analysis for every game. Start your next sports bet at VSIN.com. And while you're there, remember VEASAN.com for the betting splits, the daily over at VEASAN.com, the daily newsletter written by Bill A.D. A good kind of recap on Monday as we turn the page and get into college hoops. Of course, they've got uh, everything covered on the daily with the links associated as well. So make sure you go check that out as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. So we talked about Gannon 
uh, look, I these he and Steichen, to be fair, were relatively unknowns, right, Michael? It's not like we've had it's not a B enemy conversation where we've had these names lingering for a while. Certainly within your inner circles, you have, but for a casual uh, observer of the NFL, not huge. So the Colts go and grab Steichen. I think he's thirty seven. Let's start with a couple of clips because I think you'll laugh. I know you played this with uh, Femi on a GM shuffle, which, by the way, drops today. Make sure you go download it. Uh, but here's Ursay talking about what the team needs as far as the quarterback. We're not hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking <laughs> quote. He, he likes picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So, we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in and utilizing that talent. Okay, that's Jim Ursay. I, I would imagine it's always exciting when Ursay's around. A couple things. One, I've noticed, almost maybe it's structurally with the organization, Ballard's the type of dude that now is kind of always saying weird stuff and shooting from the hip. The Colts organization, you heard him chime in during Ursay's comments there, maybe we'll trade back. It, I understand it's political, but the Colts organization is just, it's, it's interesting as far as how it's structured. Well, I mean, it starts with him. I mean, you know, he's kind of a real – I mean, whatever you think of Jim Mercer, he's kind of – that's who he is. He's not trying to hide it, right? He's no. authentic. And, uh, you know, look, uh, Ballard's trying to kind of cover up for anything that he might say because <laughs> I'm sure Ballard was sitting there saying, what's he going to say? What's he going to say, you know? So he had to interject something in there to help him a little bit along the way. But it's so early. I mean, I don't know how anybody can really predict where this is going to go. There's, you know, the coaches have to get involved, the, the, the on the road for the pro days, the combine, all that stuff. So it's going to take a little bit of time before we get to that point. Yeah. Steichen in. Now, here is Shane Steichen, the new Colts head coach, talking about what he wants at quarterback. Yeah, I think accuracy, uh, decision-making, and the ability to create are the three things that uh, I look at in a quarterback. Um, I think those all three things are very important, but obviously above the neck. I think the, you know, the players that I've been around, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers, uh, they all have one thing in common. They're obsessed with their craft. Uh, and if you can find that uh, in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. Yeah, I, I, look, I think that, that he nailed it. I mean, look, it, even, you know, you can talk about accuracy. Hertz wasn't accurate when he came out, you know, but what Hertz had was that incredible work habit. And same thing with all these guys that succeed. They, they become just totally immersed in their craft, like Josh Allen did, to improve his accuracy. So a lot of this is going to be character. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, I wasn't there when they picked him, for the record, was talented. He just had no work ethic. He didn't care. You know, he had no pride. And so for all the talent, if you're not willing to work, I mean, Geno Smith, when he first came out of West Virginia, I would say Geno would be honest with you enough to say, I probably didn't work as hard. I learned more through my failures right. than I did through the success I had. I think that's the conversation, and that's what we don't know. It's easy for the scout to sit there and say, well, this guy's really talented. I mean, Femi's in love with Anthony Richardson because he sees the talent. I agree with him. I love the talent. But I would, as much as I thought he could be a Heisman Trophy candidate for this year, 
I was disappointed in his play. But for me to even think about drafting him, it would have to come down to how hard does he work and not what the coaches say about his work habits, but what I observe from his work habits. Let's take a listen to Shane Steichen. He's the new head coach there with the Colts talking about his philosophy. We're going to have a detailed plan on how we want to get things done. Um, but, I, you know, I go with my gut feeling on a lot of things. You know, I'm a gut feeling guy, especially, you know, on game day. Um, I'll have a gut feeling on when to do certain things uh, as a play caller, um, all those different things. But, uh, again, we're going to be aggressive and all those different things. And my philosophy offensively, I'm sure you guys are going to ask, but my philosophy on offense is this. And it's going to look different each week, but my philosophy is we're going to throw to score points in this league and run to win. We're going to throw to score points and run to win. Now, that could look different each week. You know, we sometimes I went into games like, hey, we're going to throw it a bunch, and then we end up running it 45 times. So um, it's going to, the flow is going to dictate that. Um, I know we got some pieces in place to get that done, uh, and we should be ready to roll. Okay, so he's going to throw to score points. He just what he quoted, win. Patrick, what he quoted was the West Coast offense. That's what he quoted. Was That's exactly what the West Coast offense is. We're going to throw to get the lead. We're going to run to keep the lead. That's what he did. And he did that anytime the Eagles, I've said it on the show every single time, anytime the Eagles played a team they thought was good or they need, they would just come out and throw it to get the lead. And then they would run you to death. And they did that in the in the Super Bowl. They threw it, but the problem was their defense couldn't get a stop. And then when Hertz tried to change the ball from one hand to the other, he fumbled, they picked it up, and they gave him seven points. So, you know, that's the strategy we all try to do is throw it to win, to get the lead, and I'm sure he'll take that. You know, his experience in Philadelphia of that. Now he's got to change it. What, what offense is he going to run? I mean, that's going to be the key, right? He's had some good quarterbacks. Now, I give him full credit for the Hurts thing because they modeled that offense around what Hurts can do. Are they going to do a six? Is, is Indy going to be a six-back offense? And because when you study that Super Bowl, there were very few runs called for the running backs. It was all quarterback real runs. And even when he didn't run it, he should have probably run it. Yeah, and you have to have the personnel as well. They're going to draft four. They be in the Colts right now. Your number one draft pick odds over at DraftKings. Bryce Young's minus 130, favorite to go one. The three quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud plus 250. Will Levis is five to one. And then you got your boy Jalen Carter at six and a half to one. So, and Will Anderson, seven and a half to one. So the three quarterbacks right now, your favorites to go one in the forthcoming draft this spring. Now, again, I we just heard from Steichen. My assumption is Sirianni hired Gannon. We saw the clip of Gannon, you know, yelling out of his car earlier in the postseason. So he seems a little fired up and high strung. Steichen, my assumption is they're both the same as Sirianni because Sirianni hired him and Sirianni's high strung. Are you hearing anything about Gannon and Steichen? I mean, I was with Steichen in Cleveland for the one year, you know, and he was very mild, low key. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, that rah rah. He was very, uh, uh, tutorial. He was very professional-like. He was honest and, and expressed himself. I think that's what you have to be. I think the emotional that, that Dan Campbell up and down sometimes can wear out after two or three years. Gannon, I don't know. A lot of people that I know like Gannon. A lot of people that I respect really respect Gannon, his knowledge, his ability. And, you know, he's going to have to be, it's a tough job. He's going to have to walk in there with Kyler Murray and say, hey, you know, we got to change some things around here. We'll see what he does. I think that's what Brian Dayball didn't want to have to do. I don't think anybody really wanted to do that. I think which made that job more difficult. Okay, so then the conversation. We'll get to, of course, Derek Carr and the players, but let's finish up with the coaches here. So, obviously, the NFL's hiring policies for 
minorities has been abhorrent in the past, Michael. We, the Rooney rule uh, was impl- implemented, of course. But Eric Bieniemy, again, I, I don't know the story here. He's been interviewed a million times. Why he keeps on times, getting passed Patrick. over, I don't know. How many times? I mean, we're not in, we're not in the interview. I don't know. Twelve. He's been in front of 12 owners. I mean, you know, you get in front of 12 owners, you know, and you don't come away with a job. Something happens in that interview. Something's going on, you know, and and he's had multiple chances. I, I don't know. Is it because they think Andy Reid's calling the offense? I mean, Sherm Lewis, who I was with in San Francisco, he was on the same thing. African-American coach, had a bunch of interviews, never got one. I don't know why, you know, but. You know, I think if the enemy takes this Washington commander's job, he'll have an opportunity to show what he can do on his own. I think Andy Reid is saying to everybody, look, he can do it. I mean, after that Super Bowl, he made it very clear yes. to everybody within moments that he could do it. He was clear about that. So for me, I think he's – I'm not saying he's trying to push him out. I'm not. What I'm saying is he's trying to help him get a head coaching job because right now he goes for an interview. And, and here's the thing, too. Ryan Poles gets the job in Chicago. He worked with Bienemy. They hired Eberflus. Chris Ballard was in Kansas City. He worked with Bienemy. They hired Steichen. So even the people that work with them aren't hiring them. Where's that? Yeah. We, I think we lost Michael for a second there. We'll get him back up. If you can hear me, Michael, give me a nod. But yes, I hear the, the enemy. Okay, great. The enemy situation is odd. Look, and I'm with you. I'm, I tend to lean more with you as not conspiracy, conspiracy theory, but I mean, he sat in front of 12 owners. Something's amiss with the interview process. Something, something's something going, going on. I don't know what it is on the interview. It's not he. It's not that. I mean, they want to hire him. <laughs> They're begging, please let us hire you. And it's just not happening. So the BNME saga not, continues. 12 people can't agree on anything. I, I agreed. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you're looking for a betting edge on the ice, NHL, the Wood, NBA, or college basketball, VEASAN experts, we've got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of $9.99 right now. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits. Michael mentioned he wrote up uh, the NFL article. You can find that exclusive for VEASAN Pros. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides, it's all there. Don't miss out on the limited offer. It's vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. Again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. It's introductory, just $9.99. We got you back here. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in vsin insider and host Will Hill, our buddy. And we should start here. LeBron returned last night. A big win for the Lakers just down the road for me. 120-102 over the Pelipels. Uh, Your Lakers, Will Hill, are currently 13th in the West. Not great. 27 and 32, they're two games out of the play-in, but at least they have D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley on the team now. Congratulations. And you, you've left out one of the key guys, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's actually a decent yes. player. I think uh, it is more fun to watch them once you get Westbrook off the team. It's it's addition by subtraction. But like you said, they got a lot of work to do just to get in the play-in. And LeBron doesn't play a lot of basketball either. I mean, he 
you know, missed the uh, he missed the three games since breaking the scoring title. So keeping LeBron and Davis on the court is a challenge. So I'm not sure they get in the play. And I think they're a coin flip at best just to get even the 10 spot. And then you get the 10 spot and you got to win two elimination games. So, look, if they get in, they get LeBron, they got Davis. They're, they're a tough out as the cliche is. But I'm not uh, I'm not too optimistic here. And who do you think represent? Who have you bet to win the West? Well, I know you've got some for future props out there on something. Who do you have to win the West? I caught a good number on the Suns. I was up at two o'clock in the morning for whatever reason when that Durant trade went in, so I snuck in a bet on the Suns uh, at a good number. I have to say, I think you know. Not only do I think they win, I'd be surprised if they didn't win as long as they're healthy. But look, I mean, Paul's older; he gets hurt a lot. Durant's older; he gets hurt all the time. Even Booker's missed you know a month here or there with hamstring injuries. He was hurt last year, so um, health is a concern. Depth is a concern. But man, if those guys are on the court together with Paul Durant. Booker, they were somehow able to keep eight, and I know they gave up all their picks, but to me, that team will go to the finals if they're healthy. Should be a great Western Conference playoffs, though. It's, you know, Mavs, uh, Nuggets, there's a lot of really good teams. It should be, you know, f first round through the finals should be, should be really good. Well, right now, your championship odds, you got three and a quarter on the Celtics, your betting favorites. The Suns jumped up to four and a half to one. The Bucks, who've won 11 straight, Michael and Will, are five and a half to one. The Nuggets, seven to one. Then you drop off a little bit. The Clippers, 76ers. We'll get to the 76ers. Uh, here in just a little bit. I will say that the heart you mentioned Durant that happened, Michael and will, when we were out in Phoenix and the coverage was all, mm. but it almost was like a sleepy trade for one of the great players of yeah. all time, because it happened right there during the week leading up to the super bowl. Right. Yeah. yeah I thought Kyrie it did. Just, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Will. go ahead. I was just going to say Kyrie happened a few days before Durant. We went through this all summer. It kind of died down. The Nets had actually won 18 out of 20. They're back on track. He gets hurt. And then a few weeks later, it all falls apart. Yeah. I the mean, irony, I, but the sense that when we were ahead, in, Patrick, when we were there in, in Phoenix, I think, I mean, the town was excited. Actually, the guy that took me to the airport to leave was in full, full Phoenix sun gear, you know? And so you could feel it, but it, you know, the, the news of the Super Bowl just takes the luster out of everything. <laughs> it really does. And the irony, I believe the debut for Kyrie with the Mavs, he played well, was also remember Luca didn't play in that win that was also the night that Durant was traded. So there was a lot going on that night. I was in yeah. the hotel room watching, trying to hide from people, as Michael knows. Um, <laughs> let's get to so let's get to some of your plays here. Agoraphobic. Will Hill. We were just talking about Bryce Young going one overall. He's your favorite. It's not a huge favorite. He's minus one thirty. Um, but we just heard Jim Irsay say we like that guy from Alabama. You like Bryce Young to go one here. Yes, I think it'll definitely be a quarterback. It's just a matter of if it's Young or if it's Stroud. I, I don't buy the fact that the Bears would stay put and draft a defensive player. That pick is too valuable in terms of a trade, and they need too much stuff. So you need to pick the quarterback, which I don't think they'll do, or trade the pick and, and you know stock up and trade to somebody who needs a quarterback. To me, it's going to be Young. When you read Ursay's comments, when you read you know Bill O'Brien raves about the kid, everybody loves the kid. I think you obviously have to be concerned about the size. I mean, he's got a can't weigh more than 165, 170 pounds with rocks in his pockets. I mean, he is tiny. But I mean, look, that Georgia defense two years ago was just a, a team that had NFL players at every position. And you look at the SEC championship game, he threw for 420 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, every mock draft has him going one for whatever that's worth. To me, it comes down to Young or Stroud. I think it's going to be Young. Uh, so I, to me, Young's the first pick in the draft. It's definitely going to be a quarterback to me. 
You know, I don't know if he's 160, but I don't know if he's 190, Will. I think that's it, you know. And, look, here's your problem if you're Ryan Poles of the Bears. You want to get an elite player. If you decide you don't want the quarterback, I'm not saying you should decide that because, I, as you know, I think Justin Fields is an athlete playing quarterback, not a quarterback who's an athlete. So if you decide to do that, where do you go to to then what do you get? Everybody wants you to get more picks, but if you move away from a blue-chip player and get down to an area where you can't get the, the player that you want, that locks you in. It makes it very challenging. Yes, the pick is worth a lot of players, but if you lose out on an elite pass rusher, to go down and you put yourself in a position where you can't get back up to get them, is it really worth the extra picks? Because I think that's something he has to consider. And that's something I think it's way too early to know. I, I think it's way too early to predict that because we haven't seen the we haven't seen them work out. We haven't gone through the whole thing yet. There's so much information that still needs to be out there. What is it? Colts what? are four, right? Four or five. I mean, the Colts, Colts would seem four. like a logical partner. Yeah. I mean, they need a quarterback. I mean, how many times can you go back and get burned by a veteran quarterback year after year? You got to find your guy if you're Indy. You got the Eberflus relationship. So to me, and if you're the Bears, four, you can still get, you know, a, a really good player. So four would be the logical partner because hey, but, you know, just the logistics but the Colts, of going in. But Will, the, yeah. Col the Colts have to be willing to trade up. I, I don't right. know if that's the case for, I mean, the Colts could sit there and say, look, I like we like C.J. Stroud more than we like Bryce Young. We'll just sit here and wait for one of those guys to get to us. I mean, right. look at work. Think about this. We all talk about you got to get up to get the guy. The Chargers sat there and got the best player. Yeah, exactly. Well put. And you know, Stroud's a good three inches taller than Young. One thing you're not going to have any questions about. And Michael and I sat down with Christian Watson. All these kids of this generation are good kids. Honestly, they're all hard workers. It's a different time. Even from, you mentioned Jamarcus Russell. It just feels like the attitudes are different. I don't know what it is, but they're all hard workers. It seems like, not all, I'm generalizing, but, you know, Young's got great character. Um, so does Stroud. So do the rest. So let's go uh, Jokic to win the MVP at minus 170. Kind of a nebulous word using value, but I still think you got some there at 170 with Jokic. He's going to win this, Will. Yeah, and I was going to go back to your point about these kids. Not only are they all nice kids, but they're all comfortable on camera. I think it's growing up with the iPhones yes. and just constantly being you know, point. recorded. Good it's, point. Uh, it's interesting. But, yeah, to me, Jokic is going to win the award. Uh, still minus 170. There was a straw poll today. Uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN did it. There was, like, I think 100 voters and 77 picked Jokic. I think we're past the idea of he can't win just because it's his third in a row. He's averaging a triple-double. He's lined some of these nights. Every night, night in, night out, he's you know a favorite to get a triple-double, which is insane. And it's not like Westbrook a few years ago. Jokic is, isn't stat-padding. He's really efficient. Uh, his team is, what, 42-18? and 18. To me, barring an injury, Jokic is going to win this award. I think it's his, it's his to lose. It would be three in a row. I, I, why don't you come back to Philly and try to explain to people here in Philadelphia yeah. how that – that's not the case. I mean, the the MVP of the league is in Philadelphia. That you don't seem to understand that he's here. He's the best player in the league. I don't understand why you would say that. You know, I know his team was his team fourth in the season. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They gave up 72, 74 points in the second half. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This guy's the MVP. Will you're missing the boat. I know I give you a hard time every time I see him, but man, that Isaiah Joe is a hell of a player. Every, I don't think I've ever seen that guy miss a shot. Every time I watch him, he's making a three. It's amazing yeah. they let that guy walk out the door for nothing. It's no, it's not amazing. It's 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 Glenn Doc Rivers. He hates young players. He is what we call Parcells referred to this as a progress stopper. He stops all progress. 
Just like why did we sign Harrell? To, because he didn't want to play Paul Reed. Now they get Deadman. You know, Paul Reed's playing last night. You know, that he'll be he'll be sent to Elba in two days. The guy doesn't want to play. He's never developed a player in his life. He's going to take credit for Maxi, but he Maxi developed himself. I mean, it's comical. It, it really is. It, it's You're, really comical. And 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 you just you know, it's like you just missed the whole point. The MVP is in Philadelphia. You got to stop talking, Jokic. <laughs> See, we could do we you know what we'll do that coming up. And your boy Doc Rivers would rather be with Tiger over at Riviera than coaching the uh, the Or uh, Toscana's right having now. having the chef salad, you know, whatever. Big time teams can't win on the road in college. Will I'm right here with you tonight. Maryland, their splits are even crazier. They're great at home, they're terrible on the road. They're catching one against Purdue, third ranked team tonight there in Maryland. Yeah, they gave everyone the recipe for how to beat Purdue a few weeks ago. They were down 15 or so at the half. They pressed the hell out of Purdue's guards. Purdue does not have a good backcourt. Uh, I think they'll do more of the same today. They'll turn Purdue over. I think Maryland wins here uh, at home. Yeah, I like Maryland tonight. It's a good spot for them. Also, you got Monmouth catching five and a half. We went North through that whole Eastern. block. Where's Ken Palm? What does Ken Palm say about that game? Sound I'm not doing alarm. it until I know what Ken. <laughs> it's the Ken. We are in Ken Palm season. It's Ken Palm season. Will Hill, Bryce Young, Jokic, Maryland, and Monmouth. Good job, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. We've got plenty on the 76ers and Glenn. Also, Derek Carr has been... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop on any NBA game tonight. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and simply sign up. It's that simple. Then wager on any player to score first the first basket in any NBA game. Again, you get $25 back if it doesn't happen. 
Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. 21 years or older. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. A very interesting conversation during the break there with Michael and Elliot, which I want to circle back on as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. He's Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And that is a tough loss in the Super Bowl for an Eagles. They just lost their OC. They just lost their defensive coordinator. And they've got nine starters, Michael lets me know. Let's circle back on this, and we'll do this in a bit. But they've got nine starters that they've got to figure out what they're going to do with as far as free agency. We'll come back to that. Let's go to this, though, quickly. Uh, and that is uh, your buddy Derek Carr. So he's been officially released, Michael. He now immediately becomes a free agent for the first time in his career. Uh, he, here are the odds for the teams. The Panthers are your favorites for Derek Carr's services at plus 140. Slight favorites. The Saints plus 150. The Jets plus 275. The Buccaneers are 8-1. to one, The Commanders 14. And the Patriots 14. Uh, let's start with the release. No surprise here. No, because I think nobody wanted to, A, the Raiders had no leverage. What the Raiders were trying to do was send him somewhere. The Raiders had no expectations of getting any high draft pick. They were trying to get him somewhere so that would rework the contract so that he would get his guarantee, right? He's due to get $40 million at that signing. So if you take that contract on or you're going to rework the contract, you're going to get that. It So that's why the trade was a valuable thing. Now – He's out there in the open market. And why would he be in the open market? Well, he would be in the open market because somebody wasn't willing to guarantee that number now. Because some teams, like the like the, the Jets, probably want to go after another quarterback before they get to Carr. Carr's not the first on the list. Carr's on the list, but he's not first. So you got to kind of massage this. Last year, the Carolina Panthers wanted to re-sign Hassan Riddick. But they couldn't sign Riddick and commit to Riddick until they knew what they were going to do with Watson and what that would cost. They right. stayed in the Watson game too long, cost them Riddick. Huge. So that's what happens in free agency is if you extend yourself and wait for the guy you wanted, you don't get him, you lose players. And Philly jumped on Riddick, and if they don't have Riddick, I don't know if they're as good a team. So you have to kind of go through that, and that's where Carr plays in. Once we know what, what Rodgers is going to do or what Green Bay wants to do, it'll get a better sense. It'll all start to clear up, and then those dominoes will fall rather quickly. Yeah, that's a good point because his former team, Derek Carr's former team, the Raiders, obviously in the mix for Aaron Rodgers, but so are the Jets. So the Jets are plus 275 to procure Derek Carr's services. But the two favorites are the Panthers and Saints, essentially the same, plus 140, plus 150. Do those two teams stand out in front of the pack as far as Carr? I don't know if this is true, but this is my hunch. So I think when he went to New Orleans, he went down there, and I don't think they could agree on a contract. I think New Orleans should still be the favorite. I think what happened by this release is New Orleans said, well, look, here's what we can pay. If you can get more than that, go ahead. Like the, like, the fans think all these teams have open checkbooks. They're just going to keep writing checks. Like, they don't. So when you go out there and if you can't get that deal, then we're here. This deal's here for you. So we're not doing your deal. We'll do this deal. And I think that's why he became a free agent. I would still put the Saints, since he took a visit there, as the number one team. 
Do I think the Panthers get involved? Yeah, I think the Carr's personality. Frank Wright is from a very Christian background. There's no cursing in the Carolina Panthers offices. He's That's how he's always been. He's very religious. So is Carr. They probably get along really well. And I'm sure that would be a good situation for Carr and for Reich because that offensive line is pretty good and they can run the football. A little kinship there with Reich and Derek Carr uh, bonding over religion. So, yeah, the Saints. There's the nothing Panthers, wrong with it. The, I'm not saying no, there's anything I, wrong no, with it. We, wrong. You know, we all have our own. I, I don't mean that, but I'm just saying it, it's symbolic of that. No, it's totally. That's kind of what it. Josh McCowan is the same. You could see the staff, Jim Caldwell. All of them are from the same kind of a vein that that they all you know we all kind of hang out with who we hang out with and i think that's where it goes no that's the way life works i'm glad you brought it up because betters are always looking at every single variable and that certainly is one that's kind of the way uh, humans work the buccaneers eight to one the commander you know what's fascinating about the commanders michael is you mentioned that at the onset the enemy needs to get out from andy reed's shadow and that is certain we know this at this point and there's he's interviewing today the enemy with the commanders for their open yeah. offensive coordinator I, position yesterday was greg roman i'm told i'm told they want to hire unless he bombs the interview they want to hire they want to hire him. unless he bom- i think roman was a backup plan for them Unless he bombs the interview, I really think he he wants to. I think they want to hire him. They they want to hire him. They feel like he can give them something that they need. And so, unless he goes in there and doesn't answer the questions or do anything well, he, it's not going to happen. It, it should what's, happen. It should happen today. What's fascinating about that, and you know, the Commanders are upside down right now. When will they be sold? Sam Howell, who started one game last year, is going to be, and you heard on Radio Row, Ron Rivera saying that he's going to be the starter unless he's beaten out. So enemy would go from Patrick Mahomes, an all-timer, to Sam Howell, complete question mark, and also a question mark, will Rivera be there after another season? Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of uncertainty, but, you know, one thing winning does is remove uncertainty, although Steve Wilkes might disagree with that. You know, winning does remove uncertainty. So if you win, you might be able to keep your job and keep moving. I mean, at some point, Rivera's going to have to win, right? Rivera's going to have to win. I mean, he's kind of, for five years, he hasn't won anything, and yet he still gets talked about like he's a Super Bowl winning coach. At some point, he's going to have to. Right, right. Getting fired by the Colts and then Wilkes not getting that job. It, let's be between you and I. No, no cameras on right now. It ain't a great look for the league. That's a oh, it's look a horrendous look. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's not fair. It's like Femi was saying. You know, it's not fair that the enemy doesn't get a head coaching job today. Well, it's true. I mean, he's had twelve interviews, but he's been in front of twelve owners. He hasn't been able to impress twelve owners. You know, is it fair that Steve Wilkes wins six games, kid takes off his helmet, the kicker misses two, an extra point and an easy field goal, or else he's in the playoffs, or J.C. Horn stays healthy, they're in the He doesn't get the job. I mean, the one thing about the NFL, it's not a fair league. I mean, ask Lou Amaromo. He played better defense against the, against the Chiefs in four games than Jonathan Gannon did in one game. Jonathan Gannon gave up 30 points in 24 minutes. Amaromo never gave up 30 points. So, like, I mean, what are we talking about? What, there's nothing so fair about the league. There's so nothing political. fair about it. No. You, nope. you know, nope. don't. Walsh told me this in 1984. It's not the league of the best and the brightest. When I went over to meet your son and, and King Dominic and, of course, your wonderful 
daughter-in-law, I remember Mick said, you gave him a quote, and it was something like, you're hired to get fired. If you want to do this, you told Matt the same thing, your two sons that are involved in the league. Not necessarily hired to get fired, but it's a grind. Like, this is the way it works. You can't let the firing be the judge of who you are. You know, like Matt, Matt is going to go to the Raiders now. So now I have two guys at the Raiders. So that Tom Pelissero just reported that, which I don't have a problem uh, saying that. And, and so, you know, but Matt did a great job in Carolina, but yet he wasn't part of Reich's group. He wasn't part of his inner circle, you know? And so therefore you've got to move on. Same thing. Look, Nick Sirianni's, you know, Andy Reid didn't bring him in. I know Nick was upset about that, but Nick knows the, it's the rules of the game. We all, in the business, we all quote Hyman Roth. This is the business we've chosen. This is the rules. So when you get overlooked for a head coaching job or overlooked for a, 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 a personnel GM job, this is, this is what you're into. It's maybe, nothing's maybe, fair. Maybe the way to put it, you can't let getting fired in this type of league defeat or define you because it's going to happen no. to everybody. It's going to happen. Everybody. everybody. Andy Reid got fired. Bill Belichick got fired. You know, I wrote this in, in, in my next book. Art Modell is supposed to be in the – everybody thinks Art Modell should be in the Hall of Fame. People not in Cleveland. Well, he should be in the Hall of Fame because he fired Marty Schottenheimer, Paul Brown, and Bill Belichick, three of the winningest coaches of all time in the league. How do you get in the Hall of Fame when you fire those three guys? <laughs> Doesn't show I mean, great really? judgment. I mean, answer me that. How are you all? It's like, I mean, God rest Bobby Beathard's soul, but I mean, he did pick, I mean, he got in the Hall of Fame. Now he won two Super Bowls, but Joe Gibbs is the guy there. Do you know Bobby Beathard? Of course, general manager with Washington, San Diego, the Chargers, uh, illustrious career. Do you know that he was the, one of the best bodyboarders on the planet? What is that? What, when you go out to the ocean and you surf yeah. waves just with your body. You know he was a champion surfer of I don't even know what it's called. I don't know I don't what know it, how he's you a do weird that. dude. A, bodyboarding. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, we'll come back. We got to get back to the Dominic Eagles. Body we've got, we got to get Dominic on that. He bodyboards he too. He probably invented it before Beathard. We'll come back with the Eagles rebuilding after a Super Bowl loss than Samich and Palm. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 